the hoodie. Should she call Alan at his parents' house to make sure everything was all right? She debated for a moment, even going so far as to pick up the phone. But she replaced the receiver in its cradle without punching in the number for the Stanford mansion. A call from her might rock the boat, and that was the last thing she wanted to do. She sat down on the couch and stared at the snow falling outside. She was just thinking how pretty it was when the telephone rang. She reached out to it, crossing her fingers for luck. It just had to be Alan. Mrs. Stanford? The voice sounded official, and Connie could hear other voices in the background. Uh, no, I'm not Mrs. Stanford. Is this a sales call? No, this is Central Dispatch, Minneapolis Police. Do you know an Alan Stanford? Yes. Connie swallowed hard. Alan's my fiance. Is something wrong? Two officers are on their way to talk to you. They should be there any minute. But why? What's happened? Just relax, Miss. Connie clutched the phone so hard her knuckles were white. Connie Wilson, but can't you tell me? I'm sorry, the voice interrupted. I'm just a dispatcher and I don't know. They just told me to call this number to confirm that someone was home. Connie's head was spinning. Had Alan been arrested? She was about to ask, even though the dispatcher probably wouldn't know, when she heard a sharp knocking. Someone's at the door. It must be your officers. Please let them in, and thank you, Miss Wilson. There was a click, and Connie dropped the phone back into its cradle. Her legs were shaking as she rushed across the carpet to answer the door. Miss Wilson? The older officer flashed his badge. May we come in, please? Yes, of course. Connie stood to the side so both men could enter. But how do you know my name? The dispatcher told us. We were in radio contact. Please, sit down, Miss Wilson. Connie had a wild urge to refuse. If she didn't sit down, perhaps they would leave, and then Alan would come in the door and... Miss Wilson, please. The older officer gestured toward the couch. Connie sat. What is it? What's wrong? There's been an accident, Miss Wilson. The blood rushed from Connie's face, and she swallowed hard. But... Alan's all right, isn't he? I'm afraid not. The older officer shook his head. Do you have anyone who can come stay with you, Miss Wilson? No, there's no one. But I don't need anyone to stay here. I have to go to the hospital to see Alan. There's no need for that, Miss Wilson. Alan's dead? Connie's eyes widened. No. That can't be true. I'm afraid it is. Why don't you let us call someone for you? A friend, a family? You shouldn't be alone at a time like this. No. Connie shook her head so hard she became dizzy. You've got the wrong person, that's all. It was someone else. You just thought it was Alan. Alan's alive. I know he is. Calm down, Miss Wilson. The older officer tried to put an arm around her shoulders, but Connie shrugged it off. You'll see. It's a mistake, that's all. 
Alan will be coming through that door any second, and we'll all have a good laugh. Miss Wilson, I know how hard this is to accept, but we made positive identification at the scene. No! Connie started to sob, and tears poured down her face. Alan couldn't be dead. Not Alan. Then she was hit by a terrible cramping. She screamed in pain. Miss Wilson! Connie, please, the older officer looked terribly concerned. Are you ill? She opened her mouth to tell him, but nothing came out. She felt so weak she could barely move, and dark spots swirled in front of her eyes. Another cramp struck, as if it were trying to split her in two, and she looked down to see that the couch was wet with blood. The, the baby, oh, save the baby. Connie forced herself to choke out the words.